What is up, friends and fellow Batman enthusiasts? It's your boy, Seth Grimes, here with a full, in-depth review of the new The Batman movie, released here in 2022, directed and co-written by Matt Reeves. Uh, this movie explores the story of a young Batman in his early years, uh, just kind of getting his feet wet in the uh, depths of the scum and the grit and the grime of Gotham City. And uh, I fucking loved this movie, but I feel like it's going to take maybe another watching or just more time to chew on it to really like fully appreciate it because it was there was so much going on so many unique it's just the way that they did this movie was so different than all of the other batman movies uh to me i think that was the absolute biggest thing going for this movie you get like this whole great grand world of Gotham built. Uh, it really like to me this was the best depiction of Gotham City, the best depiction of just the world uh, with with the citizens and the crime and the police and just to me like just even past the story of the Batman itself, there's a world that was built within this movie that just sucks you in that they can really expand on and really just go off in other directions. You know, like I would really love to see a full on trilogy of this movie, at least, you know, another couple in the series and then spinoffs, too. We know we're getting a, a, a Penguin spinoff for HBO uh, HBO's little TV gimmick that they got going on there, their streaming service, and 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 rightfully so because that character, all these characters, we're gonna get into all of that, but just the world of Gotham City, the world that this Batman movie exists in, it just it's never been done better, in my humble opinion. As far as the story this was um the story of the riddler played by paul dano is the name of the actor he's been in a couple other uh notable movies and you know i've never really personally heard of him but apparently he's in like there will be blood and uh stuff like that where i would have seen him but just don't remember him he plays the riddler and my God, what a what a spin, what a take on the Riddler. This is by far, in my opinion, again, the best Riddler that's ever been put on the big screen, ever been put on the small screen. Um, you know, I thought the Batman, the animated series, had a really good Riddler. Um, he was more uh, cerebral, you know, in his, in his tactics, he wore the suit. He wasn't the cartoony spandexy, uh, character that Jim Carrey played, for example, in Batman forever or, uh, Frank Gorshin in the, uh, Batman, the sixties the series, Batman. 
I really loved the way, like, they completely, I don't know that they've ever done a version of this in the comics itself. It's much more of a inspiration from the Zodiac Killer, where they took, I mean, they kept him in the green, and they gave him, when, when he was revealed and they took his mask off, you could see his nerdy face, where he he, he had, like, a nerdy baby face almost, where it was just, like, it, it was so Riddler. But as the villain with the mask on and the glasses over the mask, and he's like this kind of a terrorist in a way, but just a, he's out trying to, he's plucking off corrupt people within the Gotham City government, uh, corrupt officials, that sort of thing. But he's also trying to leave riddles, clues for the Batman to solve that's going to help unravel the greater story of what the Riddler is trying to bring to light to the city of Gotham. You know, he's trying to, he, he's going deep and he's trying to uh, expose all of these crooked, the whole, the, I mean, it's Gotham City, so it's rotten to the core, right? And Riddler is trying to expose the corruption and get to the root of it. Uh, which is all tied in with the local mob and everything like that. And so Batman, you know, every time somebody dies, there's another clue. And Batman is walking around with uh, Commissioner Gordon trying to solve these riddles and thus solve the mystery and maybe maybe be able to prevent the next murder, which is where uh, there's a lot of inspiration from Seven, too, because not only... Is the Riddler killing all these people and leaving clues for the next one and, and trying to kind of have this cat and mouse game with detectives and Batman? But that he's killing these people in different ways and sometimes brutal ways. There was one, uh, it's a PG 13 movie, so there's not, it doesn't show anything, uh, but there's a scene where it hints at this guy had a basically like a, a rat cage put over his face um, that kind of led to the intention of being eaten alive in the face by a rat. It's fucking horrible, right? Like, that's one of the worst, I mean, probably is the worst way to go, wouldn't it be? Well, fucking rat teeth. Nah, 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 nah. So the Riddler, and, and by doing so, the Riddler appears here and there because they will show his kills. Uh, you know, the opening scene was was really creepy where it showed, like, the Riddler literally lurking in the shadows of this guy's apartment. But he's more of a background character, again, like in Seven, like in the Zodiac, where the, the, the idea is we got to find the Riddler. So the Riddler is not in very many scenes to start with in the movie. You know, it's kind of the hunt for this killer. And while on this journey, Batman comes across Catwoman, who is also trying to uh, get to the root of corruption in the mob, but more from her own angle because her father is a mobster, Falcone. And one of her friends or lover or whoever the fuck went missing. 
so and most likely killed by the mob. So she's trying to figure that out. And because the both roads lead through the mob, Batman and Catwoman cross paths and they sort of team up to help uh kind of help each other in a way, infiltrate the mob, get information, that sort of thing. Uh, and this is how they also cross paths with the penguin cuz the penguin is sort of Falcone's right-hand man, and he's the guy that kind of, like, runs the underground underworld club where all the corrupt politicians and bad guys and mobsters hang out, get drunk, do drugs, fuck hookers, that kind of thing. I think, so the, the way that the story, they told the story in this movie, it's a fantastic story. I love that the Batman is a detective. It's never really been fully realized. He's always been known as the world's greatest detective. I think in the animated series, they played with the detective angle quite a bit. But never really in the movies have they fully done the detective angle before with Batman. And it was a really nice, refreshing way because the Batman story has been told so many times. You know, every time, every... 10 years, there's a new Batman series, right? A new trilogy or quad or whatever. You know, like we, we've gotten a new Batman so many times throughout history. Um, but we've never really gotten them like this. We've never really gotten the dark, gritty, noir, crime thriller. We've always gotten kind of like the superhero blockbuster action movie. And this is, uh, you know, there were, like I said, there was hints of it, you know, like uh, off the top of my head, you know, uh, Michael Keaton's Batman and Batman 89, where uh, he was kind of, he solved the, the deal where Joker was poisoning different products, health and beauty products, but it was the combination of this product with that product that caused the poison reaction, but not just the product itself. So he was kind of figuring that out. And so, I mean, it's been touched on, but this is really a crime thriller. This is what this movie is. There's plenty of action to to hold its blockbuster status. You know, there's explosions and chases and gunfiring and fights and all that stuff. But at its root, it is a crime thriller, which is fucking amazing. As I touched on, all of the villains uh, or bad guys or half bad guys, if you want to count Catwoman, are, in my opinion, some of the best portrayals that have ever been done on screen. Um, when I say some, I would say Catwoman didn't quite, wasn't quite the best Catwoman, but probably number two. You know, we've seen Catwoman quite a few times in history too, and I think only. Michelle Pfeiffer's version of Catwoman's been done better. Um, but as I had written in a non-spoiler review, like, how do you compete with a fucking living dead girl that's wearing skin-tight vinyl? You know what I mean? Like, you can't... You just can't beat it. But Catwoman was phenomenal in this movie. The Riddler was absolutely the best Riddler I've ever seen. A different spin... I've never really seen this version of the Riddler. I think this Riddler is going to be copied going forward. I think, you know, every once in a while in Batman history, there's been versions of the characters that have changed the way that the character goes forward from there. 
Batman the Animated Series itself was responsible for a lot of that. But I think this will change the character of the Riddler going forward. I don't think we'll see him portrayed the way we have in the past as much as this way going forward. When we see, you know, they're going to do new comic book adaptions that are going to take elements of this Riddler. They're going to take a new, they're going to have a new Batman cartoon at some point that's going to take elements of this Riddler. I just think that he has forever changed the face of the Riddler in the best way possible. It was phenomenal. I love the the way that they did it, and and honestly, at the end of the day, he's still the Riddler. They didn't just change the character and give him a Riddler name. He's still, you know, when he's unmasked and he's so nerdy and like helpless looking, is kind of like, yeah, that's perfect. It, it's just perfect, perfect casting. The Penguin, the best Penguin I've ever seen on live. Uh, I mean. That's debatable. All of these are just my opinions, right? Like, some people are really going to love Danny DeVito's Penguin um, in, in Batman Returns. They're just... It just has never worked the way that... The way it was done here, the mobster version. It was similar to the way it was done in the Arkham video game series, if you played that. But he just, the more of the mobster penguin, I, I love that. Uh, he just, he nailed it. Colin Farrell plays the penguin. Lots of makeup and prosthetics. You'd never recognize him. Nailed it. He's getting his own spinoff TV show. So I'm very interested to see that, both for the world of Gotham and the penguin. Like, it just, I don't think the penguin could be ever done any better than it was here. Commissioner Gordon, I don't think Commissioner Gordon could ever be done better than he was here. Uh, he was very much a partner of Batman. They were solving this mystery together. They shared so many scenes. He was uh, integral in, in in a lot of the detective work and that sort of thing. And, and I mean, this was the best, like, teaming of Batman and Gordon. This was almost like... At times, it almost seemed like a buddy cops setup, not in a comedy way, but just like they were a team throughout this movie. I love the way that the the Batman and I kind of touched on this on the world building that that the way that the cops reacted to Batman, some liked him, but others didn't, and that might have been the corrupt cops too, because there was a lot of them, but like. Just the the whole way that they told this story was just phenomenal. The way that these characters were portrayed. Jim Gordon, never been done better. Where I will say that I think I'm a little unsure of at this point that I haven't heard many, really anybody else say is uh, I'm a little unsure of the Batman himself in this movie. Uh, all the other reviews I've been watching and in comments and stuff, he's getting cross the board praise. I've even heard many reviews say that they think this is the best, the definitive Batman, Robert Pattinson, right? Um, I'm not on the train where, oh, that's the Twilight dude, fuck him. Um, because I learned that lesson with Heath Ledger, right? Because he, before we got Heath Ledger's Joker, he was the 10 things I hate about you, bad boy, and the fucking, uh, uh, you know, the gay cowboy in Brokeback Mountain. And it's like, he's going to be the Joker? But he nailed it, right? So 
And I had heard, I haven't seen any other Pattinson movies, but I had heard that he's doing really great film work, you know, really great character. He's, he's, he's grown into becoming an actor, uh, you know, since his Cedric Diggory days, right? So it wasn't that he wasn't going to be a good enough actor for the role. And he was. He was a good enough actor. Like, there was a lot to like about the Batman as far as I loved his gear. I thought that the look of him was the most grounded. He had, like, pants. He didn't have tights. He had, like, tactical pants almost. It was still looked like a suit, but he had, like, tactical pants. He had a belt. He had, like, things hanging from the belt. He had, like, pouches and stuff like that, like little cases. He didn't just have like this little tight compact utility belt where he could just bust shit out of randomly. He had all these tactical like pouches and like things. He had these really heavy boots. They had lifts in them. I always thought that was funny. Um or I I shouldn't say I always thought. I just fucking seen the movie yesterday. I, I, I think it's funny always because wrestlers wear those a lot in their boots where to make them look taller. Uh Pattinson definitely had lifts in his boots as the Batman. These big, heavy, like, army boots. It was weird. Um, he was bulkier than he normally is. And not, like, muscular bulky, but, like, tactically bulky. He had a lot of gear on. Um, and his presence, the way he talks, all of that was top-notch. The look, the speak, the movements, the cadence, the mannerisms, all of that. He nailed it big time. Um, what I felt was lacking in the Batman for me personally was, was first of all, his size and his age. And I know this is supposed to be like a year two Batman. You know, they said this is early on in his career yet. So the age might've been a very, uh, specific choice, you know, whereas, uh, I, I kind of have grown to think of the Batman as a little bit more grizzled, even in his early years, like even when Christian Bale played him, you know, that was a Batman Begins and he was more of a man. Uh, even though Pattinson's probably, you know, in his early to mid thirties now, mid thirties, probably he still looks like a young 20 year old twilight boy in a way. <laughs> He's still... He's still young. He's got a he's got like a young emo look to him, which you know might have been their choice, and that's how they wanted to portray him. I just felt like, and like I said, nothing to do with his acting. I felt like he didn't look the part uh, at times. You know, just being younger, it's like this kid playing Batman almost. Like it would be more of a Nightwing than a fucking than a, than a Batman, and and that he was. You know, there were scenes where he was surrounded by cops that were as tall or if not taller than him. And I don't think anybody should ever be, like, looking down on the Batman or looking eye to eye with the Batman. Like, he should kind of be a little bit more of an intimidating presence. Like, he certainly carried himself like a big man. And I know little guys can be tough. I'm not saying that size equals, you know toughness or intimidation or fear or anything like that it just batman's always traditionally been a larger guy and you know i think when there's cops that can look, look down on when he's in a room of cops and he's shorter than some of them i just feel like that's a problem especially when he's got lifts in his boots and ears on his head so that took me out of it just a pinch but i was okay with it because 
you know, it could have been definitely a style choice based on the year two. So I took it with a grain of salt. It's not a deal breaker because he was so good at acting as the Batman in the same sense. Like if he was a shitty Batman, then it really would have took me out of it. But he just, yeah. Um, the other thing was is that the character did things in the movie that threw me off like there was a scene where he literally just knocks on the front door of the club and says do you know who i am and and you know to like i want to see the penguin like when on earth does batman ever knock on the front door of a fucking mob house and just walk in uh there's another scene where there's this mugging going on or this gang initiation beat down in a subway and you hear uh, Batman walking down the steps of the subway, and you just hear these like heavy boots, like clung, 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 like just slowly, like m- taking his time down these steps towards. And like I get, they're trying to build the fear, and they were building this atmosphere of Batman could be in any shadow, and and the bad guys were all scared of him, and I love that, but it was like. Uh, Batman's always kind of like, he is the knight, right? And he kind of comes out of the shadows and he's got these elements of surprise and he's theatric and he, you know, or he'll float down from the sky or he'll, he'll grapple people and fucking snag their foot and snatch them up out of the, and everybody's kind of looking around wondering where everybody went, you know, and as people start disappearing because he's plucking them all off like a ninja. And this guy just kind of walks into the fucking subway and he's just like, I'm Batman. And just beats the fuck out of people. And I love the beat the fuck. Like I said, he's well, does a lot right. You know, he's very intimidating. You know, he's got a good, good, like, he comes off as a badass. But Batman just doesn't just walk into the fucking room and, and beat people up like that. Like, maybe it's a year two thing. You know, he hasn't quite picked up all the little ninja tricks and tactics and stuff like there was zero ninja to this batman and i think you know as uh some movies have just not nailed the detective aspect of batman batman is also not only the world's greatest detective but he's also a fucking ninja he's a ninja master he knows many different uh martial arts you know he's a fucking mma beast so him just being a physical brute with no real like surprise element or or just you know no quickness no mystery no mind games nothing like that it was just to me that was a little bit lacking so there were things like that and then there was you know he was seen in daylight or dawn a couple times and like he's helping the public which i get was part of their story too um, and they're kind of telling this story where he's going around saying, I'm vengeance. And everybody even go to the point where people call him, a Catwoman calls him vengeance. I think maybe a couple other people call him vengeance too. And then and then he, there's a scene where he unmasks like a henchman for the Riddler. And he asks who he is. And the guy says, I'm vengeance. And it's like, because the Riddler is trying to bring down all this corruptness he sees himself as a hero right every bad guy is the hero of their own story so the riddler sees what he's doing as a form of what batman's doing and it was kind of like in this 
unmasking of this henchman where he says, I'm vengeance, where Batman kind of realizes he's inspiring these lunatics to don a mask and, and, and take law into their own hands. And like, he kind of realizes that maybe that's not, not a good look and not exactly the way he wants to handle it. And they kind of lean towards, you know, I need to be a uh, hope for this city instead of fear, just plain fear. You know, citizens still fear this guy. They don't know that he's a hero quite yet. And he wants to show that he's a hero. So he starts saving all these lives. There's this big flood and he's pulling people out of it and just saving them and being a fucking hero. But again, taking away his mystique. And I think especially like a year two Batman, you know, like it should be a little while before the whole city sees him as like the friendly neighborhood Batman. Like, cause that's, he's doing that, which is like a Spider-Man thing. It's not a, or a Superman thing. It's not a Batman thing. Batman is fear. Batman isn't Superman. He's not that guiding beacon of light for, all the citizens to to hope will swing down from the sky and rescue them. He's the bad guy that the bad guys don't want to run into. He's what the bad guys fear. He is the knight, you know? Um, and, and that's just something that I don't think they nailed at all with Batman. And I, it could have been a stylistic choice. And I hate to say, like, oh, the writer or the director didn't understand Batman fully, because clearly they do with this whole world that they built and the way they did all the bad guys and just, I mean, I, I feel like he gets it more than most ever have. But I feel like he didn't get that element of the Batman, and that was a little bit cringe for me. It made me go, like, it made me kind of sit back, and I was like, this whole big world, they nailed everything everything that they created even the look and the style of the batman and his presence like pattinson's a great actor like the way that he acted the batman was fine it's just the way that they wrote the batman to do things and appear and and just certain elements of the batman they just missed and i don't know like if it's part of the bigger story and they're going to do like a trilogy and batman's going to grow into these things He's still young and learning and, and, and growing and he's going to make mistakes and not do everything right. And he's going to be a little like there's scenes where he's knocked out. There are scenes where he just falls and gets his ass kicked. There's he, he looks vulnerable at times. I think there's a time where Catwoman has to save his ass or help him out. Not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that, but it just... Batman wasn't wasn't that intimidated by Batman in this movie, and I just think that's a giant miss in an otherwise perfect world, perfect adaptation, perfect direction. Like they're going in the right direction with this. They really need to build on this. This cannot be a standalone Batman. Um, this ha they have to expand they have to do sequels they need to tell more um they just i just really want to see this world more i do and i want to see batman grow and and morph into something more than what he is right now um 
couple couple other little tiny notes here. I'm about done here. Um, there was a scene at the end where the Riddler's in Arkham and his cellmate is clearly the Joker. They kind of show him in shadows, but the way he talks and he references a clown and he's got this weird wild hair and kind of, I guess, like a deformed face. Uh, it's hard to tell. It's it, it's in shadow heavily. Um, apparently, it's a pretty prolific actor they cast for that role, too. And it's something that I think the, the director, Matt Reeves, has said that he's not going to be... He has confirmed that that was the Joker, but he has not confirmed that he's going to be like the bad guy in the next movie necessarily yet. Um, again, it's going to be one of those, I'm going to withhold full judgment until I see how it all plays out. Cause if he's doing like another trilogy or a series of movies, and this is going to be a world that's expanded on, I don't hate that there is a Joker that already exists in this world. That's already locked up and may or may not end up escaping, may or may not have a future in the world. I mean, clearly he's got to exist because it's Batman, so you can't just pretend the Joker doesn't exist. But he's also been done to death, and he's been done so well by so many great actors that it's a role that, like, man, if you're going to touch that, you better bring something new to the table. Just like the Batman movie itself, which they did. They really, like... They made a place for themselves as a Batman movie, you know, where you could say it's been done to death. They carved out a niche in the world of Batman that no one's ever really done before with the crime noir feel um, where they can justify their existence. Boy, if you bring the Joker into another movie, you better fucking you better do something with it. Um, but for right now, it kind of appears that he just exists but i don't know that there was a need to do that unless he's gonna be an integral part in future movies i would say if it was just a cameo just to show like the broader world i almost would have not did that and 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 just left it on the cutting room floor as a deleted scene on the dvd blu-ray or uh if it is setting up a future world it might have made a might have made a great end credit scene but I don't know that it needed to be in the movie. In an already long movie, there didn't need to be a scene at all where the Riddler was sitting in a cell in Arkham talking with his celly, uh, the Joker. You know? Um, end credit scene. Especially because the end credit scene... I haven't... I gotta go back on YouTube and kind of see if I can find out what it was. There was some kind of last riddle. It was all it was, and they make you wait till the very end, too. It wasn't even a mid credit scene. It was a fucking after the big, long credits. You know, you're sitting there that whole time, and it's just a little Riddler, like, on the computer screen. Like, there was a scene in the movie where Riddler was typing in green to the Batman, um... And that's all it was, but it was it said something quick and then just had, like, the Riddler's question mark, and that was it. It was kind of really disappointing and maddening, to be honest. Like, I fucking sat through the, all these credits for that. But I think there was probably something good in there that was written that just went by so quick. But honestly, like, the Joker scene could have been an end credit scene. It would have took nothing away from the movie itself. Uh, it would have been worth sitting i think it would have made that i like that that's what end credits need to do is they need to hint at future characters and sequels but man i gotta tell you all in all 
what they did with this movie is remarkable. It absolutely is. It should win all kinds of awards. Um, they should receive mad praise. Like, I've just never seen a world of Batman better created in my entire life. Uh, this is closer to the Arkham video games than, say, the you know original Batman runs or even the Nolan trilogy. Uh, the Nolan, Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy tried to base Batman in reality, and he did a great job of it. This does almost a better job of being even more rooted in reality. The Batmobile was dope as fuck. The best Batmobile I've ever seen in a movie. That's going to be a personal preference. Other people are going to disagree me with, uh, with me on that for sure, but I just thought... The, the muscle car, it was like almost like a skeleton of a muscle car because you could see the flames out from underneath it and all that. It was just a souped up, like a rocket engine on a muscle car. Fucking just dope. Like it was intimidating. Like when it, the scene that featured the Batmobile, like the Batmobile was an intimidating character. It was part of the, the it was part, it was an extension of Batman. So that's my thoughts. I think I've pretty well covered everything. I think going forward, I'm excited for whatever kind of sequels they can pull out. Uh, none of the bad guys died, so they are all on the table for future, um, which I love. You know, there's all kinds of great places. You know, I, I could speculate more, but I think I'd like to actually do a video because I was kind of thinking where how this one was able to find its niche in so many different Batman movies. And, and how things have been done to death, like the origin story, his parents died, all all that shit, blah, 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 blah. What other Batman stories are there that tell? And there's lots of them. So I think I want to do a separate video on that, like a top 10, you know, Batman movies that need to be made kind of thing. But other than that, highly fucking recommend going to check this out. Uh, like I said, my only beasts were the Batman himself. And it could have very well been a conscious decision to make him that way because he needs to grow into his bat skin. Um, in which case, it might turn out to be the smartest fucking thing ever and and, and brilliant. Um, but at the same time, it, it was a little off and it was just a little just the one thing for me. It wasn't bad. I'm not saying Batman was bad. You probably would, might even think I'm crazy. But that's just my opinion. I think, you know, they missed certain elements of it, which took me out of it just a hair. But other than that, they fucking just, just a brilliant movie. I gave it four out of five hearts. I was on the fence. I think I, you know, I don't do half hearts. So I was initially probably leaning in the 3.5 range. But it, it's one of those where you're you're going to think about it a lot. And you're probably going to need to see it a couple times. And, and, like, I've been thinking about it. I've been watching other people talk about it. And really trying to kind of get a full picture and, and really try to analyze where this thing falls in, in the annals of Batman for me, but I still, I'm not sure. I think I need to see it again to fully appreciate and understand everything it's trying to do. But, uh, from a first view and, and first review here, that's my thoughts. Four out of five hearts. Uh, if you're a superhero fan, a Batman fan, absolutely go see this in theaters. You're dumb if you don't. Um, but if you're a casual fan who likes these kind of movies, but you don't like nerd out over them, you could probably skip it and just wait till it's on streaming or something like that. And then definitely still watch it. 
because uh, you don't want to miss this movie. You definitely got to put eyes on it and get it into your Batman lore because they did a lot of things right here. That's my thoughts. I appreciate you sticking with me. I'm sure there's things I left out, but uh, it is what it is. I want to keep you all day. Peace, love, and pizza. I'm Seth Grimes.